We hear again these words from our reading. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. God said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The sacrifice of Isaac. Surely one of the strangest accounts in Scripture. It almost seems bizarre. A man taking his son upon a mountain to sacrifice him? And the sacrifice would be his own son. And God told him to do this. Our eyes are on the man, on Abraham. Will he do it? Every step up that mountain, ripping his heart out. Every step tearing him with doubt. Does he really want to have faith in a God who would have you sacrifice your own son? How are you to feel about a God like that? Maybe you doubt him? How could you not? How could you love a God who makes you do something like this? Our eyes are on Abraham. What does he feel? How far will his faith take him? What will he do? Now, God can raise from the dead. That is true. He is the God of life, the God of creation, the God who brought every living being, including Abraham's son Isaac, into life. Can he not raise the dead? Yes, and Abraham knew that. But did God say that he would? God only says to Abraham, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which which I shall tell you. In that command, we hear nothing of God speaking of resurrection. We hear no promise to Abraham that he would see Isaac, his son, alive again. Yet, Abraham did know that God could bring life from death. He did have faith in the resurrection, as the author of Hebrews tells us. But is that what God would do with Isaac? How is Abraham to have any certainty? So Abraham goes up that mountain, just he and Isaac. And Isaac asks this, Father, behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? How do you answer a question like that? You know that God has told you to sacrifice your son, and now your son in all innocence asks, where's the sacrifice, Dad? What a sorrowful trip up that mountain when Abraham answers. 
God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. But what did Abraham mean by that? Was it just a false answer to divert his son? Did Abraham really think that God would provide a sacrifice other than Isaac? If Abraham did believe that God would ultimately provide a substitute sacrifice for Isaac, we certainly don't see that in his actions. In fact, the next thing he's doing is binding up Isaac as a sacrifice. When Abraham and Isaac came to that place of which God had told him, Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. This is hardly the actions of a man confident that God would provide a substitute lamb. Our eyes are on Abraham. The distress, the pain, the thoughts of faith and of doubt, of love for God and of hatred for God. Who would demand such a thing as that? The turning of the stomach, the thoughts of what he would have to say to Sarah, his beloved wife and Isaac's mother, should he return home with no son. Our eyes are on Abraham. What will he do? Abraham in great faith, knowing that the Lord would somehow work it out, even if it meant raising Isaac from the dead, did as the Lord told him. But let's turn our eyes towards God, the one who created Abraham, the one who gave Abraham Sarah as bride and gave to Abraham and Sarah Isaac as son. Let's turn our eyes to God, who created all life, who names himself as the God of life, not of death, who put all people under the command not to kill, but to uphold life and to care for one another. What is God doing in this account? It is clear that he is commanding his son, his Abraham, to sacrifice his son. But what is he doing with this seemingly impossible and actually outrageous command? What is God's end game here? And why does God have this strange account written down in Holy Scripture so that the church throughout the generations would hear it and live from it? What is God doing? On that mountain with Abraham, God is actually giving us a shadow of the incarnation of Jesus. God was, in this most extraordinary way, a way never seen before and never to be seen again, giving the promise that there would be a sacrifice for the sins of all the nations. Now recall that God gave Abraham the promise that he would be the father of all nations. 
In Genesis 17.5, we hear, No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. And God also gave Abraham the promise that in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Significantly, offspring here in the Hebrew is actually the word seed. And in the Hebrew, it is singular. So the seed is only one. In this promise here, there would be one seed to be a sacrifice to save the sinners of all the nations. And this would be a son of Abraham. Not his son Isaac, for Isaac only bore the wood of the sacrifice and God withheld Isaac from sacrifice. But the seed who was Abraham's greater son, who would bear the wood of the cross. A greater son, but like Isaac, in that both had miraculous births. Isaac had a miraculous birth. That was a result of Yahweh's promise to Sarah, a barren woman. Abraham's greater son also had a miraculous birth, born of a virgin. But Abraham's greater son, the promised seed, who was the sacrifice to save the sinners of all nations, was many generations away. From Abraham came Isaac. From Isaac came Jacob. From Jacob came 12 sons. From these 12 sons came the people of the Jews. From the people of the Jews came the Virgin Mary. From the Virgin Mary came our Lord Jesus Christ. The son born of the Virgin Mary. Jesus Christ is the promised seed of Abraham and the promised sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. The promised seed and sacrifice would be God the Son in the flesh, the seed of Abraham, both fully God and fully man. God the Son, Jesus, given as the full, complete, final sacrifice to atone for the sins of every family, tribe, and nation of every generation. And that, dear people, is what God did on that mountain with the story of Isaac. He made a promise in blood, an oath by his own name, that he would give his own son to die for the sins of Abraham, for the sins of Sarah, for the sins of Isaac, for my sins and for you, your sins, and for the sins of the entire world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever has faith in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world 
would be saved through him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.